It's been a month since many of us had to transition to working from home. What have we learned so far? And is the data backing up the notion that this is the time to invest in your law firm? I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media, and this is In Camera Podcast, where data and numbers do the talking. Private legal marketing conversations. Grace, how are you today? Good. How are you, Liel? I'm doing great, uh, Grace. And you know, um, it's been it's been almost a month now since we first started. Uh, you know, uh, in this new adjusted reality where a lot of us are doing most of our work from home. Uh, I know for you, Grace, this is your second week working from home. How's that uh, shift been going on for you? A lot more communication. <laughs> right. So things that were simple in the past now take a few additional steps. And uh, that's one of the challenges, right? Yes. That, um, comes with remote working. And so that's that's really what we're going to be dedicating this conversation to, right, Grace? I think, you know, we were very early in putting out an episode talking about what we can do to adjust and adapt and how can we keep up our operations with as little disruptions as possible. But the reality is that things, you know, since we've actually put up that episode uh, up until now, things have changed. Some of these things have worked. Some other things required further adjustments because the reality is that it's not that simple, right? It's not just about the technology and it's not just about having an internet connection. It requires a little bit more to that in order to be able to work. I, for instance, Grace, I can tell you, I'm very used to working from home. Like the whole process of having to uh, adapt to being less in the office and more working from home was not an issue for us. But I will tell you what's been an issue is having the kids around all the time. Because that takes away from the attention that you would usually uh, put, uh, you wouldn't get as many interruptions as you may be getting now, right? That's right. And vice versa, right? Because the kids don't have the same space that they used to. And so yep. now they're in your space, you're in their space. And I, I think it's been harder for them to adjust. And honestly, I, I keep reading more and more about it. My daughter happens to be in, in the college level and she's in dance. So they had to build out, basically, my husband had to build out a ballet bar for her downstairs and I have to give up the entire downstairs floor so that she can actually go to school. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's... Come with a trouble. lot of sacrifices at all ends. Everyone has had to do their part in order to, you know, make this uh, work for them, for their families. And it's kind of like we're all in this together sort of situation, but that doesn't mean that... Uh, you know, there's no tensions and things are not easy. And I really like early, uh, a few weeks ago, sorry, when we had Jason, like his take on use this time also, like don't fight the the reality. And if you have to, you know, stop what you're doing and, and embrace the moment and, and dedicate yourself 
to 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 your family members, give them the attention. Maybe maybe that is going to be a better use of your time than actually trying to push through a project that you've just cannot uh, concentrate on on that particular second, right? Because there's other things happening in your environment that also are calling for your attention. So you know, having that flexibility, understanding when there is a time for for um, dedicating yourself to your loved ones and uh, focusing on work. And it's in 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 my case, Grace, a lot of our work right now is happening at night, like literally late at night, uh, when everybody's already asleep. Uh, we're actually doing a lot of our work to push through and to make sure that we're not falling behind with any of our accounts and staying one or two steps ahead of what's coming next. Because that's the other thing, that's the other element, is the volatile climate that, there is, that is out there. And so as a marketing strategist for several law firms that are depending on us in generating clients, you cannot just think about what's happening right now. You need to think about how things are going to evolve within the next two, three days, next week and two weeks from now, so that you can start anticipating that in your strategy. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about now, Grace, has to do with that, how the market has been impacted, where have we seen opportunities, where have we seen impact, negative and positive, and really... Um, A conversation. Be yeah. able to... How it yeah, be able to uh, share information with people who may still feel very um, anxious about what's happening and what they should be doing. Well, at least we can share based on real data what we already know uh, has happened, the trend that has been set up until now, and hopefully uh, that can be used to uh, better inform the decisions that are going to be making for the next uh, coming days and weeks. How's, how does exactly. That sound? No, I'm with you. And, um, you know, as Leo said at the beginning, honestly, guys, this is a true private conversations that we've had over that Liel and I are, ourselves have had between each other about how we've managed this process, everything from like the paycheck protection program to, you know, how we're dealing with it working from home um, as as a team individually and as a law firm. Yep. Exactly. That's uh, that really. That's what's been that's what's been on our minds every time. Every time uh, when we're in the green room before starting an episode and after we finish an episode, um, and this is really what we are talking about. So, Grace, let's uh, let's talk about a big item here, which is how Google, my business, has changed since COVID nineteen emerged. Right, uh, because. Actually, there's been updates, there's been changes. Google has made a lot of effort to still be relevant and put uh, important information in, for, in front of users, right? And so some of those changes that have been made have to do with uh, particularly Google My Business. Now, here, here's, here's what we knew uh, that happened, right? Already, and we're talking almost three weeks ago that these changes took place. So... Number one, Google stopped publishing new reviews, right? So it's very important to understand people can still go to your Google My Business listing and leave a review. You can still send emails for existing or past clients to leave your leave your reviews. However, uh, the reviews are not going to get published. And so we're going to talk about what are our recommendations in this particular uh, scenario. Right now, review replies from your business to the reviews that have been sent to you. So up until yesterday, Grace, 
So since mid-March until yesterday, you could not see your replies show on your Google My Business. Since yesterday, Google started again showing replies uh, for reviews that are already published and visible on your Google My Business, right? So that's a step forward from what we know Google will try to do, which is eventually go back to normality and be able to show reviews and allow you to reply to them in real time. Now, another uh, aspect of Google My Business that got affected is questions and answers. Since uh, mid-March, Google does not publish new Q&As. And so that's something that we also anticipate for it to go back to normality within the next few weeks. There are no timelines. Google has not given yet any information as to when can we expect this go back to normality, same as with new reviews. But uh, the expectation is for this to um, uh, eventually go back to normality. So right now, it's not a time to uh, build on uh, creating questions and answers. Well, I wouldn't say creating. You can always create them, but you won't be able to post them and see them live. Um, other things such as uh, listing verification, products posts, those have been unaffected. And as a matter of fact, Grace, from the post standpoint, they created a new post, which is COVID-19 post type. And in this particular post type, you can actually update and share information about what your business is doing in order to service clients during these times. So whether it's about the precautions, safety precautions that you're taking in order to um, uh, run your business, whether it's about uh, your availability, to do um, video consultations and so forth and so on, you can use this kind of post to inform your audience. On a different note, when it comes down to your opening hours and such, Google has uh, been proactive about updating certain business hours automatically based on the local guidelines that have been established by each state and each city. We noticed that law firms, for the most of it, did not get affected by this in the sense that Google went right ahead and changed their opening hours and operation hours automatically. Uh, however, Google is encouraging for any business that actually did any change in their operational hours to go ahead and update those under Google My Business. What do you think about all this, Grace? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we've been following all of it at Jacovino and Lake, and honestly, we we did the same thing, and we moved forward and took it a step further and put some messaging on the actual website as well, um, you know, taking them to um, a landing page that sort of lets them know that we're here for them. Um, you know, we're still, although the office may be closed, we are still taking calls and teleconferencing. So we have attempted to do um, or utilize all of what Google has provided to us now. Um, in terms of the COVID things. Um, you just taught me a little bit about that COVID post type. Um, I wasn't 100% aware of that, so I was actually noting it <laughs> just now. So um, yeah, no, everything you're saying is is exactly right. And those are all the things that we've done at Jacobino and Lake to you know keep communication lines open and, and Google has been great. I mean, I noticed right away and tell me if you noticed this in, in Texas. But um, when I went online shortly after the whole thing went down, 
in terms of shutting down restaurants in particular, I saw right on the websites, they would have an X on dine-in and, you know, green on delivery, if they had delivery available and takeout. So like immediately shifted to that. Did you notice that? Yes, Grace. And things have even further evolved. Uh, since then, Google has made and taking steps to make sure that right now on maps, uh, what really gets highlighted are uh, medical centers, are places where you can actually uh, buy takeout food, grocery stores and such, right? So what Google is doing is it's favoring and putting in front of users what they think is the most important information that they need right now. So all of these types of business are getting prominence. And that's why Google really wants to understand uh, businesses like restaurants and such, what is it that they have available to offer and what has been their adjusted schedule, times of operations offering, so they can integrate it to what they're uh, presenting out to users. But as I've said, for the most of it, we do see that law firms have been able to retain their uh, operating hours and everything has stayed pretty much much as usual. Nevertheless, of course, you want to make sure that, as you're saying, Grace, right, you're putting messages on your website, letting know your uh, existing clients or prospect clients that you're still providing services uh, during this time and taking precautions to do so. So that's, uh, that's an important thing, an important message to put out there uh, that definitely people who are considering hiring you will appreciate. And uh, we've said this already before, uh, you know, this is the time to actively reach out to your existing clients. Like there is not such thing as just going quiet and being silent. You need to make sure that you're giving updates to your existing clients, letting them know what's happening with their cases, even if what's happening with your cases right now is things have not evolved, things have not really moved in any direction at this point. But just that communication, just that interest, just that gesture of uh, asking about your well-being and showing that you're there uh, goes a very, very long way, Grace. So uh, I, I think that goes without saying. I mean, it's been said so many times, and not just by us. I mean, one of the things that we've noticed over the past three weeks, Grace, is how the legal community has come together, agencies, law firms, there's been really an overwhelming amount of valuable content, uh, webinars, even podcasts, uh, others than ours, white papers, ebooks, everything, right? You name it. There's so much information out there that people have put out in order to help others go and navigate through these times. And one of their more prominent items that's in every single one of these uh, lists, webinars, or podcasts is reach out to your clients, let know that you're there, let them know what's happening from your end and how you can help them. That's amazing, right? Of course, there's more things uh, depending on where you're standing, what's your position here, can you help your community, can you become a caregiver to your community, amazing. But if not, then uh, at least do that with your uh, existent clients. And if you are still taking in new clients, uh, make sure that people know what is it that you're doing? How are you available? How you can help them? Um, what's your take on that? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's all about communication. And that's, I've always known that, but I think shifting and everyone shifting to working remotely and, and, or having to just telecommute nowadays, it, I found that we just all want to connect. 
you know, and that, that's, that goes for everybody that goes for the family members at home, that goes for the people that you speak to on a daily basis. And especially for your clients, because they came to you in a time of need. They came to you in a time when they were probably one of the worst experiences they've ever had in terms of a car accident or this or that. Right. So they're coming to you because they needed you to begin with. Now they need you more than ever. So you make sure you communicate to them, even if it's a simple email drop saying, Hey guys, we're here. You can still call us at this number. We will answer your calls. We will answer your questions or here, here's a case update. Like you said, Leo, and you just tell them, no, there's no update at the moment, but we wanted to let you know we are still here. Yeah, Grace. And you know what? I will take it a step further. I would honestly, and I would recommend anyone, whether you're an agency or whether you're an attorney and you're trying to connect with your clients, take it a step for, further, pick up the phone, call clients, call clients, have personal conversations with them. They probably will be available to take your call. Uh, so that will go a long way. Grace, one thing that my agency has always done is communicate through video. So our emails actually have videos in them. And we don't send videos for every single thing that we need to communicate. But right now, Grace, we're we're noticing that our clients are even responding to that even better, right? Uh, because they're really taking the time to watch these things and it gives them a lot of valuable information and reassurance and that personal communication. We love to meet with our clients in person. And so whenever we can, we do so. But right now we can't. And so this help balance that off. So I would 100% recommend you guys to explore options that you can that can allow you to easily create personal videos and send them to your clients through text message or through uh, email. Grace, I'm just going to put out a few applications that are uh, good for that. One of them is Vidyard. One of them is BombBomb. Um, I believe there is a few other uh, there that may not be as dominant in the market, but uh, there's a bunch of alternatives, right? And so definitely try that. It goes a long way and it creates a better connection with your clients and partners. So Grace, I do want to take one second here to go back and talk about the reviews part of it, because the one thing that we don't know yet when it's going to go back to normality is Google reviews. Google reviews, right now, people can submit reviews, but they're not going to be live. So so here's the thing, Grace. I'm, I'm just going to comment here from the user uh, standpoint, okay? Right now, because the experience of the user, it's not going to be great for them to post a Google My Business review, I wouldn't recommend for people to actively ask for Google reviews. Here's why. When you post a review as a user, you expect to hear back from the business. Now, at the moment, if you post a review, you're not going to hear back from the business because the business is not going to be made aware that a review has been left. And so they're not going to see a response from you. And we don't know how long it's going to take for you to get notified that this review has been left and then be able to write a response. And obviously, that's not going to settle well with your client. So my advice would be, and going back to our episode on review generation, is use this as an opportunity to ask for reviews for other platforms. My first choice would be do first-party review generation. 
if you don't have the means to do first party review generation because you don't have a plugin for it or such, start uh, use this as an opportunity to get reviews in platforms such as Avo uh, or even Facebook, right? Uh, recommendations. So that would be my take on that. And then as soon as Google My Business goes back to normality, then you can go back to your standard uh, process. I don't know, Grace, what do you think about that? Um, I agree with you. Uh, I think that, you know, any way you can and take the time right now to try to continue augmenting these reviews and the different things. So, yes, I agree with you. I think that, you know, do what you can right now in, in what you just said. And, and then, you know, want to go back, we all go back to normal operating procedures. I think at that point, then we can go back to our normal processes. But everything has to shift right now. Um, the only thing constant is change, right, Leo? So I think that we all have to change and or adapt or be stuck. And part of that is changing a little bit or tweaking our processes to help people in a better way and also help the business in a different way. Yeah. So again, you can still ask for reviews in Google. They're just not going to be visible to the audience in general. People are not going to, they're not going to get published. However, um, you can generate reviews for other platforms. And as I said, um, diversity of reviews is something that is valued for local SEO and SEO in general. And so this is a good time to uh, create an opportunity to diversify your reviews. Great, Grace. I think um, we can move on now to another topic which I think it's very interesting. And this is how search volume has trended in the month of March, right? I think at the end of the day, we all have, we've all lived this past month very differently from each other. And we all have opinions and we've all seen how this has impacted um, our businesses or not. But data is data. And the numbers are the numbers. And I really want us to look at how different practice areas trended during the month of March and really look at has there been a drop in interest or in search queries. So what do you think, Grace? Should we jump right into this? Let's get into it. You know, I love the numbers. Okay. I'm a data nerd. Excellent. <laughs> so initially, Grace, we're going to look at search volumes for the entire country, right? We're not, we're, you know, we just want to get a high level look at how the search volumes have been uh, throughout the nation, right? So my first search query here is car accident lawyer. Race, what do you think? Did numbers go down, up, or same? Um, I think at the outset, I would have, I assumed they would have were going to go down. They actually went up. Hmm. Yes, they actually went up. They went. It's the highest that they've been uh, since the beginning of the year. Okay, and I'm looking at overall search queries here. What I've noticed is that uh, mobile has gone down a little bit, but uh, desktop search queries have gone up. So they're the highest they've been, Grace, pretty much since the summer. So that's. Uh, that's really how a uh, car accident lawyer has been uh, searched for over the past months. And so just speaking at a national level volume, we're talking about close to 250,000 search queries that relate to car accident lawyer in the United States 
just in the month of March, more than February, more than January. Okay. Right. Uh, we're going to, so one thing we're going to be uh, doing as part of this exercise, Grace, is I'm going to actually be telling you um, the overall search volume, whether it's gone up or down, but I'm also going to be looking at whether the mobile search volume um, increased or decreased. Right. It's super interesting, and right? Because it is. people it's are at a home now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Grace. And so we actually wrote an article about this in our on our blog uh, earlier this week. And one thing that um, we have noticed since uh, the beginning of COVID is that now uh, the usage of desktop and search queries from desktop have increased against mobile. So mobile has lost a little bit of share and desktop has increased. And as we go along through this, I will point out because it's it, this is a, a tremendous opportunity to get really, really, really good high intent keywords targeting desktop at a very, very competitive, if not low, cost per click. So um, car accident lawyer, Grace, and... Um, I, I'm going to tell you, like, the cost per clicks continue to range between $75 to $330 at a national level, right? It, it will uh, differ between market to market, but we can see that uh, the cost per click has pretty much retained uh, its value, okay? Now, uh, let's look at the divorce uh, or family law. What's, what's your guess here? Sadly, I thought it would increase. Well, not yet, Grace. I think good. <laughs> I think at least the first month of COVID, people families are coming together, are good. trying to are trying to pull this through. Right, this is not a good time to initiate fights. We don't know what month two or month three of this is going to be looking like, but right now search volumes have uh, slightly decreased. Uh, good. I would say they're about. Um, they're about November of last year levels in search volume. We're talking about 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 400,000 search queries that relate to uh, divorce law, particularly here, right? Uh, so that's how it's looking. What's interesting here is that the search volume coming from mobile uh, has a slightly, slightly dropped here again, right? So very similar then with car accident uh, lawyer, the search volume in mobile slightly dropped, not dramatically. Now let's look at criminal law, okay? Um, Search queries for criminal lawyer, Grace, in the month of March, up or down? I think down. Yes, they went down. Yeah. And this is one area where we knew that it, the impact will be immediate, right? Criminal law uh, went down to levels kind of like uh, November business levels. Certainly not the lowest they've been in the in the year. Like if I'm comparing them to April of last year, Grace, I'm still seeing higher search volumes than there than I than there were last spring, but certainly lower than February and January, and just a slight tiny drop again on mobile search. Okay, so that's uh, that's criminal law so far. Now, uh, what do you think about estate planning? I think that would go up. Actually, went slightly down. Um, January, it's the highest that it's been in a very long time, to be very honest with you. February was also like the second uh, highest search volume that it had on the past 12 months. In March, there's been a drop, but I'm going to say it's a drop that brings it pretty much to the same search volume that it almost had consistently any other month over the past 12 months, with the exception of January and February. And so... 
mobile volume here, again, a tiny, tiny, tiny drop, uh, hardly noticeable. Okay, and we're looking at a uh, overall 300,000 search queries uh, across the nation that relate to a state law. Now, here is an interesting one: bankruptcy attorney. What do you think about this one? I hope it's gone down. <laughs> you know what, Grace? It has gone down. I think it's early. It's early days. Uh, I think this may not look the same next month or two months from now. But as of today, second week of April, we can tell that uh, the search volume in March was lower than it was in January and February, comparable to the search volume that uh, bankruptcy had uh, months like September, slightly slightly less than October and November. Um, and yes, again, here we see a small drop in mobile search, overall about 80,000 search queries that relate to bankruptcy attorney in the month of March alone. Now, Grace, you know, looking at things uh, at a national level is, you know, it's a little bit tricky because it, it doesn't give you enough information to really be able to understand exactly, you know, what's happening in your market. It doesn't, it's not granular enough. So what I've done here, and it, it, we could basically be doing a show on this every single day, trying to uh, go through all of the different search volumes for different areas, for different for different practice areas, for different markets. But just to keep this general and just give a sense to people as to how does it look like in some markets in particular, Grace, I would like to share with you how car accident lawyer uh, search volume trended in four different states. We're going to look at New York, we're going to look at California, we're going to look at Florida, and we're going to look at Texas. So, Grace, we know New York has been one of the, well, the most affected state, unfortunately, so far due to COVID-19. And in the month of March, Grace, how do you think search volumes did there for car accident lawyer, particularly the state of New York? Um, well, particularly for the state of New York, I feel like, hmm, that's a good question. I think it would go down, but I'm just basing on what happened recently, you know, how New York's been kind of more on a shutdown than anybody else, uh, together with California, of course, and, you know, Washington State. Did well, it? Grace, no, it did not. <laughs> it actually stayed consistent with February and consistent with January. It did not. And mobile search queries also did not drop. So we had about 10,000 search queries in the whole state of New York for car accident lawyer. And I would say that about a third of them came from mobile devices. And again, why do I point out so much mobile devices? Because um, particularly when your preferred method of conversion is a telephone call, then you should care a lot about what device is being used by the users who are searching about you. Because those who are doing it over a mobile device, they're going to be way closer to convert than those who are doing it over desktop. So as, as a general rule, right? That doesn't mean that there's not people that are searching cross-device, they're in their laptop, and then they may switch their phone to start a conversation with you. But generally speaking, uh, your mobile traffic is going to always convert at a higher rate than your desktop traffic. So it did not drop, Grace. That's for the month of March, right? How do you think another state that was heavily impacted by this, which is California, is actually doing for car accident lawyer search volume 
in the month of March. Hmm. Well, I guess I would think a slight increase, maybe, as long as it's not, yeah, possibly a slight increase. That was just my guess, you know? Okay. Well, I think it was a wild guess, Grace, but it's <laughs> actually right. It went up. <laughs> it went up and not just by a bit, substantially, like a good 20, 30% increase over the previous month. Wow. Grace, it's the highest the search volume has been for the past 12 months. The highest the search volume has been for the past 12 months. That's meaningful. It's a lot. That's a huge difference. Like it's a huge uh, difference, Grace. Let me let me give you some other staggering numbers. Okay. The average cost per click between $134 on the low end, $471 at the high end oh, range. Wow. $471, Grace. That's crazy. It is, but it shows that there is demand. Yeah, that's there true. There is demand. There is demand. 60,000 search queries in the state of California on the month of March in the middle of COVID-19 car accident lawyer. Grace, it's higher than any other month over the past 12 months. It's very meaningful. It's important. The search volume over mobile device, I must say, though, it dropped a bit compared to the last three months. But the desktop traffic in general exceeds any other uh, month, as I've said already too many times over the past 12 months. So it's really, it's really, it's really um, interesting to see, right? Yes. Now, Grace, uh, let's move to the great state of Texas, okay? Mm -hmm. And I want to take your guess here. What do you think happened in the month of March in Texas? Car accident lawyer. I think, and from what I know of Texas being not that hard hit, I could be completely wrong, and you're going to correct me, um, I think it would have increased. It increased, Grace. It increased. It's the highest it's been this year so far. Higher than January, higher than February. Tiny drop on mobile compared to the previous two months. Uh, not the highest like in California, as it has been in other months, but... It's certainly the the highest it has been pretty much since the holidays. And so it's, uh, a gr again, a very, very meaningful uh, statement to be made as to how, uh, how this has impacted uh, particularly uh, personal injury car accidents, right? So that's uh, how Texas is doing. And Grace, I'm going to take you now to your state of Florida. What do you think happened there? Car accident lawyer. Um, I thought it would go down because of what was going on, but I know that they left it open past spring break. So I would think up. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, Florida, Grace, uh, slightly, slightly, like hard to tell the difference between February and March, but slightly less. Um, mobile search volume stayed the same, though. Overall, it had a tiny drop. Probably, you know, uh, if the month of February was 40,000, then probably uh, March was around 37, 38,000 search queries, right? So a very, very, very slight drop. Of course, um, these numbers are uh, sort of like the, the search volume is kind of consistent to what you've had over the past three months and still higher than, for instance, you get on months like November and October. Of course, uh, August and September are months where the search queries just kind of go through the through the roof, 
but comparing it to the past last three months, you wouldn't necessarily see a difference, uh, a major difference, Grace. Now, there's one last number that I'd like to share with you, right? Because, you know, we are a legal marketing agency that specializes on uh, Spanish marketing, Hispanic uh, marketing. And I want to share with you also the numbers for uh, search queries in Spanish, abogado de accidentes, right? Uh, and, I'm also, and I'm actually going to share them for the whole United States because obviously we would spend another 15 minutes here if we were to do again every single state. <laughs> But just overall in the United States, Grace, what do you think uh, happened with Abogado de Accidentes compared to um, other months or previous months? Well, me being Hispanic along with you, I I think it went up. But I don't know. Grace, it stayed the same. We no had kidding. the same as favorite, and, but this is across the nation, right? If we were to go granular right. uh, and start looking again at New York, at Miami, at Texas, we would see different things, right? Nevertheless, mm -hmm. at a national level, it stayed the same. Now, here's a really staggering uh, statistic, Grace, that I just want you to know overall, and this is consistent. Like I'm having a chart in front of me that is selling, is showing me search volume for the past 12 months, okay? The search, the, out of all of the search queries that come any given month uh, for search term like Abogado de Accidentes, in Spanish, more than two-thirds of the search volume comes through mobile devices. Now, when you compare that uh, to what the, the same keywords in English would drive in same different markets or uh, across the nation, the mobile uh, search volume would be a fraction of the entire search volume, maybe a tenth or a 15% of the entire search volume. Um, and when you look, when you zoom in and you look at the Hispanic search habits, most of it comes from mobile devices. And that's one of the reasons why the conversion rate on uh, Spanish campaigns is higher than it is in English campaigns. And well, that's a whole different conversation, but it's um, it's interesting now that we're going through so many markets and we're looking at so many keywords, uh, how does it compare? So Grace, I mean, what can we learn out of this uh, search volume review that we've just completed? Don't stop doing digital marketing. Keep continuing to communicate. I mean, those are the first two main points of what everything that we've just discussed just now. You know, I mean, we've spent 30-something minutes on the search volume and the beginning of it about coronavirus as a whole for a reason and communication because we need people to communicate. This is not the time to go to sleep. This is not the time to rest on your laurels. This is the time to work on your business, including your marketing, marketing strategy. And we are here to give you a couple of really good input and information. And of course, as you guys know, you can always go back and um, we we can help you find these search notes if you want to send it to us at ask, ask at podcast.com We can share the the slides or some of this information with you. Right, Grace. And here's, here's the thing. And it's, it's you know, uh, I mean, ultimately, these are difficult times for many. And, you know, the best decision is the one that you have to take in order to stay afloat and, you know, You do what you have to do. But at the end of the day, what numbers are telling us here is that there is a lot of opportunity. And so anyone who's 
backing away from paid search campaign, for instance, the only thing that you are doing is giving more opportunity to your competitors to leverage the market. So it's not that there has been a decrease in demand across the board. Uh, there is still a lot of demand for most practice areas, right? And by you walking away, you're just making it uh, opening up opportunities for your competitors to get ahead. That's that's my that's my initial take. Um, now, I don't think necessarily it's just about you know investing on your actual advertising. This is also a good time, as we've heard many many times, to create other types of marketing, like for instance, content. Right? We've said it this many many times, Grace. Right? Do your practice videos, do your uh, eBooks, do your blog posts. This is a good opportunity if that's what you want to do. If you feel that that's the best use of your time right now, go for it. Um, Grace, I have to mention another thing, which is uh, something that we've seen, uh, and these are numbers from our agency, is that Facebook, the CPM dropped dramatically by at least 50%, I would say 40 or 50%, right? Because we did not change the budgets of the ad, ad spend for our clients in uh, the month of March. Yet our impressions increased by at least 50% across the board. And with that came more, more uh, conversions and more uh, retained clients. And so right now, Facebook is a very, 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 very hot platform to go and invest in advertising, right? Uh, definitely, if your thing in Facebook is the organic content and it works and, and you have data that proves that it works, then go the organic route whatever. But the reality is, Grace, is that a lot of people are spending a tremendous amount of time right now in social media, right? And this is a good time to show ads in social media. And honestly, Grace, I see it on my feed. Like the amount of ads that are uh, I'm exposed to a day, it's crazy. And I click on them and sometimes I convert. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely, Grace. So, um, Grace, we've talked about Google My Business updates. We talk about search volume and social media. What about the loans? Like, we've had a brief conversation about it, you and I, yesterday, and you've shared some really uh, interesting uh, information that I think our listeners may want to know. So there's a few things out there right now, um, particularly from the SBA, the you know U.S. Small Business Administration. Um, what they do is they put out a lot of uh, resources for to help you get through what's going on right now. And if you keep the, your employees, um, they are going to give you a what is called a paycheck protection program. It's essentially a loan that turns into a grant if you keep the employees that you're covering with this paycheck protection program. Um, so we went ahead and did that for Jacobino and Lake and for, you know, the other companies that we are part of, Persist Communications and so on. And, um, you know, luckily we've been able to keep our employees and keep them working and, you know, been able to apply for this as soon as it was ava made available. Um, for those of you who don't know about it, it's something that you can do through your local bank. Um, I have seen a bunch of emails where X social media will help you with it. Um, if you're a PILMA member, they also have a, a link that you can go through and they will assist you with that as well. Um, but the quickest and easiest way to do this is through your bank. They have all of your tax information. Um, a bunch of people were uh, asking and receiving responses in terms of what 
documentation they are requiring. And that happens to be your tax information and sort of your standard accounting information that you would have. Um, So make sure you get with your accountant and or CFO um, and your bank and you have all your ducks in a row and just apply. It really is very straightforward. Um, You can find out more about it on SBA.gov. They have the Paycheck Protection Program is what it's called. Um, And they have specific information on who can apply, uh, the loan details and forgiveness program. Again, this ends up turning into essentially a grant. So for those of you who have not heard of it yet, make sure you go and you check it out or you ask your local bank or the bank that you actually bank your business with. And you make sure you go on there because there's lender forms. There's uh, all kinds of very specific information. And I promise you, it's not as hard as it seems. There's just a lot of information out there and a lot of people that are trying to help other people. Um, So don't get too confused. Just go straight to sba.gov if you're a small business, small to medium-sized business, and take a look on there to see who can apply. Um, And it it gives you all the information you need, including the forms. Uh, Again, we went through this and we applied, I believe, last week. Um, I heard a couple people that had applied literally as soon as it came out, including some IT companies that we work with. And they were literally approved within a few days. Obviously, now it's taking a little longer for most people um, because the more are on it and more are actually applying for it. However, that doesn't stop you from actually applying and or getting approved. So just if you're not sure if you you can apply, just apply, you know, and do it because um, if you can get this money to help your firm continuing forward, then why wouldn't you? Right. Absolutely, Grace. And so if I understood correctly, kind of like the main thing is like you have to retain your workforce to qualify for this. Correct. That's that's kind of like it's front and center. The main point of it. Yes. Excellent. Which is really, you know, what we've been advocating and saying all along. Right. At one point, we'll be past this. Right. Uh, and we don't know it may come back or not. We really don't know, Grace. Like you probably are aware as much as I am that the conversation started to arise about what will happen in the fall if this comes back. So I'd like to go back to our initial uh, work from home episode where we said we have to um, make sure that if this happens to us again, we definitely need to be ready to quickly shift back into this mode and be able to sustain ourselves. And uh, the thing is that the reality is that we may be uh, not going out of this and never coming back to it again. So I think this is going to help a lot of business to build a sustainable model within these new circumstances. Grace, I think what a great conversation. I think all of it are takeaways, right? So Check out your Google My Business. Use COVID-19 like posts if you can. Yes. Good good time to leverage on diversifying your reviews, right? If you are doing SEO or search engine marketing, don't stop. There is still people who need your help and they'll need it more than ever. So uh, stay strong. Don't forget that in all aspects, organic and paid, Google rewards consistency. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, there are loans out there to help you support. Grace, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a nice Easter. Thank you, you as well. And um, everybody, I think the hugest and, and most important takeaway out of all of this is communicate, communicate, communicate. 
communicate with your family, communicate with your team, communicate with as many people as you can, as often as you can. And as Liel said, pick up the phone and call them because yeah. that's all we need right now. We want that human connection. And I feel the same way. And I know you do too, Liel, because you and I are not just constantly talking about all of this stuff that's going on. So thank you as well. And um, thank you yeah. everybody for listening today. Next week, another legal marketing conversation. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.